Hi, I'm David Benedetto, and today we have Richard Campanella, geographer and author for the Tulane School of Architecture, in the studio to answer some questions for us for our segment, Talking New Orleans. So a lot of great cities, including New Orleans, are known for their many fires, especially in the 18th and the 19th century. Uh, New Orleans has two particular ones in the late 1700s. Could you talk about those? Yeah, they were, they were very influential. Um, well, let, let, let me briefly paint a picture of what New Orleans looked like uh, in 1787, a few months before the first fire. Uh, it was limited to the French Quarter at that time, uh, had a population in the low thousands, um, about 1,100 houses, and almost all of them of what I kind of think of as first-generation Creole architecture. Uh, brick between posts, um, wall construction, Norman-hipped roof, oftentimes with a double pitch, center chimneys, no hallways. If there were two stories, there would be an outdoor staircase. Um, and set back from the street grid in almost like a village-like setting. Picket fences abounded. People had, um, you know, just outside the absolute urban core, you would see, uh, you know, chicken houses and rabbit hutches, and it was, it was like a village. Uh, so on Good Friday, 1788, um, a fire breaks out uh, in a house on uh, Charters in Toulouse, and dry, strong winds spread that fire uh, that eventually consumed the, the real heart of the city and destroyed by the count of the Spanish administrators, 856 houses in the city, which is about 80% of the city. Um, and so what the Spanish did after that was they instituted a series of, of regulations, laws in, in the cabildo, the city hall, city government, that uh, sought to um, encourage the suppression of fires in that you had to have on your premise Shovels, bags of sand, buckets of water, that sort of thing. Um, so the city was slowly uh, rebuilt from the ashes. An opportunity was taken to move the cemetery out of the city, and that became St. Louis number one. Opportunity was also taken to actually expand the urban footprint by laying out, um, right after the fire, what is now the Central Business District, and that became Suburbio Santa Maria, later the Faubourg St. Mary. Um, so six years later, the city is is largely rebuilt, and some boys playing with uh, with matches, I'm guessing, uh, uh, ignite a fire in a courtyard on Royal Street and end up destroying, I believe, about 220 houses um, uh, in in roughly the same footprint of the city. So by this time, the Spaniards uh, tried a different tact, and instead of trying to suppress fires, actually started to prevent them, and they did so by introducing into uh, their Spanish building codes and building customs into the the uh, the buildings that were to be rebuilt in the city. And it's a little too hard to gauge the full effect of this because remember the Spanish were only in power for another decade or so. Uh, then you had an enormous urban growth and it gets mixed in with different regimes and different laws. But it is safe to say that the original city of New Orleans that emerges after the fire was much more of a of a uh, austere, hard, sturdy, Spanish colonial brick and mortar stuccoed city. More like Havana and Quito and uh, Cartagena and Mexico City than a, um, a French West Indian village. Thank you, Richard. Uh, that was Richard Campanella, the geographer and author with the Tulane School of Architecture. This is Talking Worlds.